Uh, oh boy, this podcast is going down the hill. <laughs> edit this part out. Bird of Paradox Studios is a unique two-in-one business created by husband and wife team Josh and Sam Vaughn. With her amazing photography skills, Sam will help capture those special moments as a treasure for a lifetime. Engagement photos, weddings, parties, or just pics of the kids, the family, the dog, Sam will create an unforgettable package for you. After many years of honing his craft, Josh has become a specialist in realistic portrait tattoo art. You will be blown away when you see some of his work. Bird of Paradox is a private studio allowing direct focus on the client. Visit their website at birdofparadoxstudios.com to see wonderful examples of their work. Be sure to like them on Facebook and drop them a message for your next photo or tattoo needs. In the current days of you-know-what, people are buying products online more than ever before. And if you are a business owner, having your products or services available online is now essential. But just having a Facebook page and a simple website isn't enough anymore. You need something to stand out from the rest and bring your business to the forefront. That's why you need to contact Matt Glayman of Bluehorn Digital. Matt is a lifelong Kenosian who knows Kenosha business and will listen to your wants and needs. Matt specializes in e-commerce consulting. He can provide you with the tips that will generate traffic to your website. Bluehorn Digital will help you get your products and services noticed on search engines and you will see an increase in sales. Bluehorn Digital knows the ins and outs of e-commerce and provide coaching for your development team and implement the best practices for local development to boost your productivity. To find out more, visit their website at Bluehorn Digital. That's B-L-U-E-H-O-R-N and send Matt a message at hello at bluehorn.digital and be ready to see your business expand. For your next embroidery or screen print project, call the lettering machine. Whether you have a big project for an upcoming event or looking for just a single personalized gift, the girls at the lettering machine have you covered. And even if you don't want something personalized, they have a great selection of local and seasonal apparel ready to go in their shop. Do you really want to show your support for a local business? Visit their website at thelettermachine.com. They have dozens of web stores featuring apparel from all your favorite Kenosha businesses and even local legends. Grab a Corey Elijah shirt for your mom this Christmas. She will love it. Family owned and operated for 33 years in downtown Kenosha, Dave and Tina Chapman have been running the letter machines since 2002. The Letter Machine is located in downtown Kenosha at 725 50th Street. Let them know K-Town Connect sent ya. Our guest today is the Executive Director of Downtown Kenosha, who is committed to the revival and growth of our beautiful downtown Kenosha area. Today we welcome Alexandra Benatti. Cue that music. Music is cued. Welcome, everybody, to K-Town Connects, where we connect you to Kenosha. I'm Donnie, and I'm here with... Jason. How are you today, Jason? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm like, I feel like I need to go downtown. Yeah, downtown is so beautiful. 
We ever had any guests from downtown on our show? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Hmm. Not in this. Not in this podcast. Through the, through the archives. Through, yeah, through the archives. Maybe a few here and there. I think we had one or two. Yeah. Right. I think you just had someone on. So, <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> I think, yeah, about the fifty percent of downtown, because that's that's how great downtown Kenosha is. And what makes it so great? Uh, you know what? Alexander, the downtown director, makes it so great. Hmm. And all the hard work she's put into everything. But before we dig deep into that, we are recording live at, not live, we are recording at <laughs> Luigi's Pizza Kitchen, 7531 39th Avenue. And like I like to say, here's my new catchphrase. Order those pizza pies Tuesdays through Sundays. Nobody calls them pizza pies. I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. No one will wear it. I will. I will. Hmm. So get those pizza pies from Luigi's. Or those pizzas, right? Whatever you want. Okay. That's fine. I like pizza pies. Oh, that's good. Whatever makes you a little happy. Alex, as long you- as it has good cheese on it, you know, go. that's all that matters. So, yeah, check out Luigi's menu at uh, luigispizzakitchen.com. They got some great specials. Now them for lunch. Their specials are a bomber with soup or fries for $10. You can get a meatball bomber, a sausage, Italian beef. Ooh. They also have that $10 medium pizza. Oh, yeah. Can't beat that. Ooh. Also want to thank uh, Bluehorn Digital, The Lettering Machine, and Lulu Birds and Bird of Paradox Studio. Alex, let's get down to business here. Hello. So, where were you born? Were you born in uh, the Wisconsin area, Kenosha? Tell, give us your life story real quick so I don't <laughs> have to ask any questions. Wow. <laughs> Picture it. Sicily. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, I would... Cautiously admit that I was born in Illinois. Ooh. My uh, my dad's from Italy and my mom's from Chicago. And uh, we moved to Wisconsin when I was about six, uh, when my parents opened a restaurant out in the county in Silver Lake. And I uh, grew up all around the county and in Kenosha my whole life have loved it forever. And even when I thought of sunny days in Florida or California, mm. I still came back here because it's my hometown. Very nice. So growing up, you went to high school in Silver Lake then? or I went to Westosha Central, yeah, in Salem. I went to all of the schools, basically, you're, in the county. You were bad? You no. <laughs> no, we moved a lot. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we just moved from uh, different neighborhoods in the county. And then I went to Central and then I started out college at UW-Milwaukee and transferred to Parkside. Ooh, Parkside. So that's what really brought you to Kenosha? Yeah. I mean, my my family's been very rooted here forever. Mm-hmm. Just the way that I grew up, I, I was really close to my parents and my brother. And um, then when I had my oldest daughter, I moved back into the county because I liked, I liked the life out here. So when you were going to Parkside, what were some of your hangouts in Kenosha? Ooh, that's a good one. So probably Ron's place. Oh, did you get those Long Island iced teas? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then back in the day, I'm going to date myself when Pazos was around. Hey. Yeah, that was, that was a fun hangout. Um, Pazos, which one was that? Oh, it's where the Downtowner Saloon is right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Puzzles, it was uh, Paul's, one of his first places, I believe. Yes, Ricky was a bouncer there at one point. Oh. So that's how I met Ricky years ago. When he was hauling your ass out of there? <laughs> <laughs> too many martinis? No comment. <laughs> but their cereal martini was, like, amazing. So um, hung out there a lot. And uh, Common Grounds. Staple. That was Yeah, that was my go-to place for lunch and riding and uh, hanging out on the lakefront all the time. So what did you go to Parkside for? 
I started as a journalism and political science major, but fun facts in transferring schools, even Wisconsin systems, it kind of messes with your credits. So I wanted to graduate on time. So it's English and history. Oh, okay. Yeah. What year did you graduate? Oh man, it was so long ago. 2011. Oh, okay. (laughs) Not, Not too long ago. Kind of. Yeah. So then you were uh, editor for the Straylight Arts Magazine? I was. Oh, you did your research. I did. I did. <laughs> That's nice. tell, tell me a little bit about that. I didn't do that much research. I just... <laughs> Um, so it's a really cool literary magazine mm-hmm. uh, that came through Parkside, and it's actually uh, nationally known now. Oh, wow. And very fun, like poetry, short stories. Um, I learned that I don't do well with editing or publishing, and so it was a good experience nonetheless. And <laughs> Yeah. Was it a was it kind of like a newsletter at first then it turned into a magazine? Um when I when I was there it was a full magazine. Oh, okay. Um they did quarterly issues and had some really cool graphic designs on there and it was a collaboration with the some kind of art department in Parkside and then they even worked with like the Parkside Ranger news and stuff sometimes Ooh. so did you know I was a DJ for Ranger Radio back in the day? I did you know my- Caleb Chalman? No. Because he was one of the hosts. Oh, no, I came in. It was every Tuesday for about two hours. And uh, I didn't go to school there. They just let me do a radio show for of some course. odd reason. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> you lived there. You were one of the hobos in the right, union right. couch. I was like, mm, boy, I want to <laughs> eat some of this leftover cafeteria food and then you know, go into the radio and do my Those chairs at Parks that were comfortable. Hey, and the cafeteria wasn't bad either. They yeah. did like crazy stuff. They did like these chef things that were, I don't know, like the Food Network where they do chopped and Chef stuff. Chef David yeah. uh, cooked there, didn't he? Really? No, I, I just didn't <laughs> know. <laughs> nice. I never really went to the new cafeteria. I always went down the subway all in the old. I went there for four years, like same time you were there. I don't think it's there anymore. The subway? Yeah. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I visit the campus on occasion and hmm. yeah. Do you speak at the at Parkside since you're a big wig now? I have been on some panels in my department, like my my major department, but no, not much. So after Parkside, what was your gig? First gig, well, I was an intern um, for a state representative, Ooh. and then was a, was his campaign coordinator. Can you drop the name? Sure. John Steinbrink. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, I was his campaign coordinator for the last election he was running for um, state representative. And then my first adulting job. Oh, wait. Job, did he win or lose? He lost, oh, unfortunately, okay. to Samantha Well, what was your first time? <laughs> I, I blame districting maps, okay? okay. Thank you very much. Um, but it was it was a great experience, and it's fun seeing him now. But I, uh, my first grown-up gig was uh, working for an agriculture uh, magazine called AgWeb. It was in Chicago. Oh, good paying gig? No, that's uh, why I came back. Okay, okay. <laughs> agriculture in Chicago? So they, they're like a conglomerate, so they handle all of the U.S., but like okay. their marketing was out of Chicago, and I worked in their um, digital marketing campaigns. I was the one of the first people that did pesky pop-up ads on your phone, so you're welcome. That was Don't you? Hate me. Oh, yeah. boy. Don't hate me. <laughs> oh. Why did you do that? experience makes sense i like to figure out what i don't like so and then when i was done with that i came back to the restaurant life and managed restaurants and catering for a while and then dabbled in politics and municipality work and yeah so speaking of restaurants your family own a restaurant is that correct that's in silver lake yes benatti's taste of italy yes 
Tell us a little bit about that. And what, tell us some of your experience working there, helping out. Is it fun working with family? Do you hate it? It's a love-hate relationship. Yeah, there you go. The restaurant is like my evil middle brother in a way. Mm-hmm. They've had the restaurant for about 25 years. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. That's a long time. It is. They had a second location in Illinois before the recession. And so I managed the Silver Lake location for a couple of years and have done every job from the busser to the delivery driver to uh, sous chef. I would love for you to come knocking on my door with a pizza pie. Oh, thank love that. you. That would I would tip you very well. Ooh. I might even ask you to come inside. <laughs> I would say no. Oh. Damn it. There goes your big tip. Thanks. There goes uh, mine too. <laughs> But yeah, I I just grew up in the restaurant industry. I started actually working for my parents on and off at 11 years old. (laughs) So probably shouldn't have admitted that, but (laughs) I was money hungry and wanted to be able to go shopping on my own. And yeah. I think that's not that unusual for a lot of the Italian restaurants in Kenosha to kids be working at that kind of age. It wasn't even my first job. My (laughs) first job was in Seven Mile Fair. At, at a vendor booth and oh, wow. yeah selling magic eight balls you had your own vendor booth when you were no trying? i was working for someone that was selling <laughs> um like body care products okay. uh because my mom said that i needed a job before i could work for her because she didn't want me to be a spoiled brat oh. so yeah i did that and then i worked at an apple orchard making donuts and i lied about my age at both of those jobs and then Ooh. yeah did you get fired then no, they didn't ever found out. Oh, very nice. So, yeah, Oriole Springs, hi. <laughs> she, she scammed you. I'm like three years younger. <laughs> well, very interesting with that growing up in the restaurant business. Any dreams of taking it over one day? I love business ownership. Mm-hmm. I don't know necessarily if that's going to be what I end up in, but it's it's really just formed how I am in my current role and how you know I just appreciate small business in general. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I, I don't I don't say no, but I don't say yes. Right. You might say yes when when the time comes when they ask, right? We'll see. Can I <laughs> can I be your GM? Do you want to own a restaurant? No, I'll just want to work. <laughs> I just want to work for you. <laughs> All right. So Benati's Taste of Italy in Silver Lake is located at one zero one South Second Street. Yes. So they're I'm assuming they're open seven days a week. No. Five days a week. So they're open Wednesday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And right now um, it's only carry out oh, okay. uh, because of COVID. So they do carry out, curbside pickup, and delivery. That damn COVID. I know. Yeah, it's a real bummer. It's okay, though. My, they're doing okay. And they've adapted where they're going to do some retail um, coming into the holidays and then doing some private booking parties uh, in the future, too. I was really fascinated. I believe it was last year I saw that they – had make your own pizza at home. Oh, that was my idea. That was yours? That was yeah, good. Where you. the kids would roll the dough at home, put the toppings on. Brilliant marketing right thank there. Thank you. That was, that was good. That was good. But we're not here to talk about the restaurant. Let's no. get down to the real good stuff. Yes. You Ooh. are the downtown Kenosha executive director. What is the role of DKI and how are they funded? Downtown Kenosha, Inc. I don't know if we said that. Yes, so Downtown Kenosha Incorporated is uh, the designated Main Street in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, and we're accredited through the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, so I answer to the state sometimes. Um, We were initially funded by um, some partners in the community through the city and the county, Mm -hmm. uh, the Kenosha Area Business Alliance, the Visitors Bureau, Chamber of Commerce, Um, and then since then have been... um, 
mostly towards the business improvement district, which is a tax, uh, taxing body for small businesses that decide they want these kind of services in downtown. And then we fundraise and uh, do other philanthropic hmm. missions. I mean, you guys are nonprofit. Why is that so important? Um, well, our nonprofit status is really important in trying to get grants into the city. So we help um, facilitate some of that Wisconsin economic development uh, tax credits. Um, we do historic preservation projects. We advocate for different grant opportunities, especially now with COVID. Yeah. Um, so we, we generate that by applying for those grant revenues. Interesting. So what are some of the key events that you and your team at DKI organize? Uh, so in non-COVID times, um, I think our biggest event for our organization is our annual beer garden. Mm -hmm. um, that was one of the what first events. Fun event. Thank you. It was one of the first events that I really um, expanded on when I became director. And we had our first year, almost 80,000 people come in two weekends of just great music and mm -hmm. entertainment on the beach and got to drink some cool local brews mm -hmm, and have mm -hmm. local eats. So it was a lot of fun. You had some nice vendors down there as well. Amazing vendors. This is where uh, Sam from Blue House Books kind of got her started. She had a pop-up down there, Yes. Correct? So Sam is a really cool story. Like, I met her before even day one of my job. I knew that I was hired, but I didn't officially start yet. And then she was just some someone who was like, I think I need to know you. Here's my card. I want to have a bookshop. I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but cool. <laughs> and um, as we got to know each other, um, she came with her business plan, and I was able to connect her with um, some contacts at Wibbick. And then she started a Kiva launch, which is a crowdfunding platform for 0% interest loans. Uh, okay. And we're able to do matching services because of our nonprofit status. Oh, very nice. Um, so she did some of her crowdfunding at that uh, beer garden to leverage her networking skills and then uh, just kind of give back to the people that have sponsored her. And throughout that, we helped uh, try to find her first permanent location. And I've worked with her in other co-op ideas. And she has just taken off in downtown. So Yeah, I mean, downtown needs a bookstore. And she's there. She's doing a great job down there. She is fantastic. And she's a great example of pivoting during COVID. She's really adapted to online sales and online um, chats when necessary. And is just such an amazing asset to there. And she's such an amazing person as well. Oh, absolutely. Her personality is so bubbly. I love it. She is. Every time yeah. I see her, there's a smile on her face. So, yeah, the, well, thank you for bringing a bookstore to downtown Kenosha. Small part of it, but small thank part, you. But I'll, I'll give you all the credit. Oh. <laughs> Don't listen, Sam. Yeah, well, she'll be, she'll be <laughs> on the show real soon. Uh, all right, so what territory does DKI cover? So, um, you know, our traditional boundaries are um, kind of mapped out through mm -hmm. the business improvement district lines. Uh, we do have some other corporate sponsors that are outside of that that um, help with our marketing and other materials for events. So it's basically Sheridan Road um, to the lakefront. And then you go from where like Circa on 7th is and Actors Craft to uh, Library Park. And then we also do marketing for Union Park area as well. Oh, okay. All right. So what is the difference between the DKI board and then the bid board? So the bid board is basically the taxing entity that um, – That pretty much pays your salary, correct? Part of it. Okay. Yes. Um, that $200,000 a year you get? 
Oh, yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> we could talk about that. <laughs> um, I would stay forever and ever. <laughs> but no, um, we, they are the, the commission or board um, that reports to the city uh, to talk about what kind of funding initiatives happen between us and DKI. And then they um, pass along those funds to our projects. Um, some of it is administrative costs for my salary and some office Bookkeeping, use. stuff like that. Exactly. So, um, and that makes up about 40% of our funding. We do have a couple, a couple of those board members are on our um, DKI board mm -hmm. as well uh, so that we can keep that communication. And then they meet quarterly uh, to just talk about finances and how it's shifting and, you know, what kind of uh, things we can look at in our budget in the future. And then my board is made up of various partners um, in the community that, you know, everyone all volunteers on both boards, uh, but then they, you know, help in different committee levels via events and fundraising. Uh, we do a great um, beautification uh, design project that has a committee. We do uh, the facade improvements to our historic buildings. So it's all very... It's all tied in together. Yeah. So whose idea was it to pay for all the flower baskets? Initially bid. Hmm. Well, I, I won't get on that, uh, that that soapbox right now. Are you talking about the flower beds that are take up the parking spaces now? No, I'm talking about when they put the baskets out. Remember they used to do the, the, the hanging baskets? The baskets and, like, barrels. You're oh, okay. talking about the flower pots that have trees in them? Yeah. That, yes. That was not either of us. Those suck. <laughs> they do. Well, there's opportunity for enhancement in Ooh, the future. Very nice. Very nice. All right. So is the bid district ever going to expand to raise more money for you guys? Could you see going past Washington Road or two? Because you guys quit at Union Park, right? And then would you ever tax those other businesses if they want to raise a little more money? Um, you know, it's really up to the bid. Okay. Um, they have potential to, um, have that happen and engage with the businesses in Union Park and, and beyond to try to increase that. Uh, I think right now the main focus is just really honing in, uh, the skills of what we do now, mm -hmm. uh, because, if you spread out so far, you know, it's then a lot of work. right. Then the effectiveness, I mean, we represent 298 businesses right now. That was my next question. How many businesses are downtown? 298. Wow. So. I mean, and that had to be a nice jump from when you took over as director. I mean, there's been plenty of businesses that, that have came to downtown Kenosha on your watch. You should be very proud of that. Thank you. Um, so with, with that many businesses there, we still have a lot of vacant buildings downtown. Um, how are you trying to fill those? Are, is that part of your job or is that kind of the mayor? You guys work together? It's, you know, it's, it's kind of a mix of both. Um, you know, I can't claim all the credit to try to attract, you know, huge development. Uh, but, you know, existing businesses, especially in the historic front, mm -hmm. uh, is kind of our niche and trying to retain that small business environment is something very important to us as a main street. Uh, we did help attract the housing project that came in from Kenosha News. And I can say that, you know, right now, even through COVID again, you know, we'll just keep bringing that up. Um, when I started, right before I started, um, two directors ago, the the vacancy rate was somewhere around 13%, which is high. Mm -hmm. um, today, we're under 8%. Wow. And the healthy the healthy range is always between that 6 and 8. Mm. So my goal in the next two years is to be at that 6% range. Very nice. Even through all of this, because our businesses have been so amazing at, you know, making changes. 
Yeah, everybody's really adapting very well downtown. Um, so speaking of buildings, the um, former Creative Space, almost Creative Space Blue building that was downtown. The Kresge building. Yes, that's becoming something. It is. You, you got any hints of what it might be? So I do, I can tell you a couple things is that it was um, taken over by the developers who developed the new, uh, the old historic Barton building. So where Public Craft Brewery mm. and uh, Upper East are located. Uh, that's the Whitaco Development Company. And they uh, have purchased that building, and they have some really big plans. I don't know if I can actually announce that, Ooh, though. Can, can you just give us a little hint? It's going to be revolutionary for food. Ooh. That, I got a question later on in this Q&A that just might bring it out of you. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> All right. So what is DKI's relationship with the mayor? Like, we are going back to a couple of questions ago. Do you guys work with him on these things, or...? We, we do give, you know, regular reports of, you know, what the downtown district looks like. Because the mayor has to deal with the whole city. You guys are focused downtown, so you guys probably have a little more better information than he has, so to speak. I wouldn't say that. I mean, their, I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> their community development project is, you know, really substantial, and uh, he has put a huge focus on development in downtown. I mean, it is a heartbeat of any city, mm -hmm. um, and while he does focus on things outside of the downtown, um, you know, he's pretty involved. Uh, again, for us, we're really kind of separate in a way where we're looking at the retention of existing buildings. Mm -hmm. Not that we don't want to see new development. We just don't want to change the character of our downtown. So, you know, we can we can partner, but it doesn't mean we're necessarily doing the same things. Well, there's that one lot on, was it 6th and 58th that got tore down? Mm -hmm. That empty lot that kind of sits kind of strangely right, you're right down Main Street pretty much. There's this empty lot right in the middle. Uh, are there any thoughts about anything going there? There's open potential there. Yeah. There's a couple different lots in the downtown area that until recently had some restrictions of, you know, height lines and um, how you could use the space. Mm -hmm. So it is part of my role to when developers come in to be able to showcase some of that area and give some ideas. And our um, our organization offers free rendering services uh, mm -hmm. and, you know, consult in a way um but this the city is you know wanting to make sure that it stays cohesive with the vision what are some of the restrictions that you can you can that you're aware of so it's like it's it's the type of building and it's also the like literally a lot of building developers these days want to do multi-use. They want the retail on the bottom and housing on top yeah. because it's more cost effective. Mm -hmm. And in Kenosha there wasn't always necessarily the idea that you should go up past two or three stories or even four stories in some locations. Mm. It's kind of dependent on the lot. So some of that's being, being changed. And there is appeal to Kenosha. We are considered an opportunity zone, which is with tax credits. So that's probably why we saw a little more of that investment in the last year or two, because uh, you really have to maximize that now. Mm. It's all varying between lots. Yeah. I know the mayor ideally doesn't want a vacant lot just to become a parking lot that could be something commercial and an enhancement. Yeah. Um, so he looks for strategic areas for parking. Even just putting some trees or something there would be something, you know? But then you can't develop on it as easily. Well, sure. I just pull the trees out if you're going to develop something, but... I would agree with that. I mean, pocket something parks. there for a little bit. Or yeah. just throw some gravel, make it into a, a parking lot for the time being. No? <laughs> no, I am all for beautification. I love murals. I yeah. love pocket parks. I personally believe it enhances an area. Other people have differing minds, though. Yeah. Hmm. 
So I heard that you maybe were going to run for um, county board. Now, do you have any goals to ever hold a political office? It's not out of the question. I've worked in politics on the other side. Yes. So I don't know. The answer is simply I don't know. I can say that I will make no decision one way or the other anytime soon. See what happens, right? You play it by ear. Yeah. You're doing such a great job now as director. We don't want to lose you. Thank you. Well, I mean, if I were to run for something of that nature, I wouldn't leave uh, my position. But at the same time, I think that it's a really important time in my role that I don't want to have to juggle. I'm really committed to downtown and the way things are happening and my businesses in the district. Would you run for president of the United States of America? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I would, you would have my vote. You would have my vote. Would there Thank be some you. officers that could conflict with your current position though? Well, I mean, there are examples of other nonprofit directors that are in county board mm-hmm. um, seats. So I think that is, I think that you have to have a balance and obviously there's could always be a conflict of interest in anything. I mean, even talking about my parents' restaurant, it's obviously outside of downtown, but I'm not putting preferential treatment to them versus True. my job. So, Plus, they have such great Italian food there. How could you not talk about it, right? <laughs> I am a foodie. So you were talking about how you helped bring Herzing University into the old Kenosha News Building downtown. Um, they've been there a little bit. They just kind of opened. Have you seen any positive effects so far with them being downtown? I mean, I think it's a very positive message for downtown that it's going to be growing. And they're all I, online, aren't they? So they're not really getting the foot traffic. Right. So they don't have as many um, in-person students right now, which is actually, so one of the concerns about them coming down was parking. Mm-hmm. And so now that the garage will be up well before the time of when students come, and then they have uh, been looking at alter- um, alternative locations for additional parking for their end. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see that influx of stress there in the future, but all the students are super excited to come downtown once they're able to be in person. They want to shop, do like a coupon book kind of thing of, you know, being able to be downtown Mm. and they're across the street from a new brewery. So I mean, winning right there. I might just go to school to be a nurse (laughs) just to do that. All right. uh, Give us a rundown of a typical day in the life of the downtown executive director. Oh, it's so different every day. Yeah, well, that's, it keeps it entertaining then, right? It does, yes. It is, it is. you know, doing a lot of different things, whether it's promotions, trying to come up with ideas for events. You know, there's a lot of, you know, one-on-one contact with businesses just to do check-ins. Lately, I've been doing a lot of grant writing for our own organization. Is your hand getting sore from all that grant writing? <laughs> yes, it, it does get intense. I didn't know that I would that I needed to hone up on that skill in college. But uh, yeah, we we're doing that for our own organization. But right now um, what we're really focused on is some of the rebuilding from the, those riots. Mm-hmm. We were able to raise uh, about $320,000. Wow. I mean, that's remarkable. That yeah. really is. It, and a nationwide we had people and people from across the world were, you know, asking how they can help and, you know, really invested in our city. Wow. So, yeah, right now we just processed mm-hmm. the first uh, grant period, which we were able to award 42 businesses. Wow. And then we'll do a second round that will be smaller um, for businesses that were unable to apply, whether it was just from, like, language barriers or if it was something between, like, 
bankruptcy well, I'm, insurance. I'm sure there's got to be a ton of paperwork. It's got to be confusing for some of these business owners. Nobody was prepared for this. Right. I mean, and even on our end, you know, we're not necessarily a financial institute. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was lucky that I kind of got experience from COVID relief funding uh, mm-hmm. where we were able to uh, really become like the headquarters of the new guidelines of how to be able to give away grants. Mm-hmm. And um, my guidelines actually went to uh, different states uh, oh, and wow. municipalities. So um, we kind of adapted that into this kind of relief because, again, this isn't something that people just know how to do. Right. You know, we worked really hard on it and can be proud of it. So for these businesses who have uh, made these claims for these grants, how much have they gotten back, like percentage-wise, of what they asked? Yeah, it's it varies. You know, for smaller claims, sometimes we can get up to that 100% mark um, <laughs> because it's so – I mean, sometimes it's just – we had a business that just really wanted the insurance deductible because they knew that insurance would kick in well. There's other people that were underinsured. We gave where we could. Um, we did cap it off at $10,000 because, I mean, there was probably people that could have asked for 50. Right. And, you know, we, we had to be able to spread the love as much as possible. Okay. Yeah, there's a, ugh, a lot of businesses hurt. But great job on – Thank you. Doing that fundraiser. And it's still going on. People can still donate, correct? Absolutely. So that you can go to downtownkenosha.org. Right there on the homepage is the link where people can donate to the Uptown, Downtown, One Town Fund. So everybody, please do that. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're going to be fundraising through uh, GoFundMe until the first of the year. Okay. And we're still accepting direct contributions and whatever doesn't get used for businesses directly through damages will end up going to the Uptown Kenosha Incorporated mm. newly formed Main Street community. Oh. That will go towards, uh, again, beautification projects in the future for, for the Uptown area. Okay, so going back to the unrest, that first night when everything was happening downtown, do you know exactly how many businesses were affected? Because like within a day, everyone had boards in their windows. So people think that, oh my God, they're all busted out. The whole city was destroyed, but that's not the case. A lot of it was preventative. People were just taking care of themselves. Right. Do you know how many businesses in downtown were actually affected? Yes. So there was probably about, it was a little less than 30. Wow. Um, in downtown, but it yeah, it was about 30 businesses and at least a broken window, at least a broken window. There was looting. Um, there was some fires started that were stopped quickly. There was a couple, there was a few fires that were not stopped. Um, unfortunately, but yeah, we had about, I want to, I want to say it's like 29 businesses that first night. Well, there's the car lot and Manja had the fires and something, something different. different. They, had a, they had a fire too. Oh, yeah, inside, Total, yeah. yeah. Wow, Major okay. damage. Okay. Gut job going on there. Yeah. All right. I feel so bad for Dan. Exactly. So, and then there was a couple other businesses that had, you know, some of those trying to start and then didn't. Yeah, library some minor Park. damage. Yeah. And then um, there, there was this one instance where someone stole a stool from Why Not oh, with this. booze, but then put it in Jack's boutique. So that was really <laughs> weird. But, and like moved things in different locations, like they might come back for it and didn't want other people to, <laughs> and who knows, who knows. Yeah, that first night, obviously I, I was watching it all live and mm. we have a business owner's Facebook page and we were getting, you know, live time, you know, who's getting broken into during that time from Ooh. the business owners. And it, it was terrifying. And 
And I called my board president being like, you can fire me later. I'm going to buy some boards so that we can, uh, cause you yeah. have to ask for permission, you know, for those right. things. And she's like, no, absolutely. We have to do what we have to do. Yeah. We have to board up where we can. And what turned into just thinking we were going to board up the damage buildings turned into hundreds mm-hmm. of volunteers showing up the next morning for me asking to clean up and going on the streets and cleaning up graffiti. We had Rustoleum donate $25,000 worth of paint and graffiti remover oh. and then paint supplies for the board project later that came. And then we had Menards coming. We had Myers coming. We had food drop-offs. We had I want to say almost $100,000 worth of boards wow. donated in that week so that we could go up both uptown and downtown. Yeah, I saw your supply closet there for a second one day, and you had like more water than you actually really could ever need. And oh, like, for sure. I mean, and that's <laughs> the generosity. It was awesome that it was there, yeah. but... Uh, it was the generosity of, mm-hmm. you know, people in, in the Midwest anyway. But what do you want to do? You want to feed them and make sure they're, yeah. you know... We had some healthy. hot days, though, so everyone was thinking, oh, they need water, bring water. Yeah, we'd send it out to the volunteers as much as possible, you know, and just like caravans of people while they're painting and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up donating, I want to say, I can't remember the numbers, but it was over 15,000 uh, 15, pounds of food to the Shalom Center. Wow. Oh. And then we uh, donated some product to One Hope as well. Ooh, very nice. You guys did a great job. You had like a mini army down there of volunteers, of business owners, regular people from the street who just wanted to help out. And you, and you were the anchor. You brought everybody together down there. You brought the, in chaos in the town, you brought everybody together to the greater good. And I, I went down there and I saw you and I was like, wow, I'm so proud of you. You're out here. I, I, you. I couldn't believe that. You were my first crack. Like, I, I think I cried in your car. Yeah, I think you did a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. But I mean, you did, I mean, you were under the gun and you, you didn't give in to any of the pressure. You said, hey, I got to help this town any way I can. And you were out there on the street day after day, helping board up, do all this. And that's what we need in a leader for downtown. Well, thank you. Now that I'm done kissing your ass here, let's get some hard-hitting questions here. Oh, okay. no, just kidding, just kidding. All right, so what are some of the new businesses that open up downtown? Is There's been a few during this kind of COVID riot. It's been kind of amazing how many businesses have come up. The Vault mm-hmm. is one of the more recent ones. And like I said, the Barton's Building with Upper East and Public Craft. Public Craft is beautiful. Well, these are ones that have been kind of... They were project in the works and yeah. had some major, honestly, major delays because mm-hmm. of COVID. Yeah. And then obviously Herzing, but that was also planned. Um, Lulu Birds expanded, yeah, which well, was great. It, it's beautiful in there. Yes. We have a new shoe store called mm-hmm. um, Shoe Soldier Headquarters. Yes. And that that's really cool. I've learned a whole new life about shoes. I didn't know that was a big <laughs> I, know, I didn't know like it's cool to buy $400 pairs of shoes. Uh, like, oh, that what kind of place is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. it, it's like expert I mean, quality. People are into that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Which, really, I yeah. mean, like I, I had no idea. Like I want to buy this pair of Jordans. for. And where is that located? That is on 6th Avenue uh, right next door to Sandy's Poppers. Mm. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, so they're there. There um, has been a couple of professional services. I know that there was like a staffing agency and a bookkeeper that came in in the Harborside area. We have... Then the two uptown businesses relocated to downtown, which is an amazing story. Yeah, that was incredible. They, um, their building suffered from um, some fire damage and... Which was the week before the unrest. Yes. 
Like we got hit before everything happened with the fire. Absolutely. And I had met with at least one of the business owners in Uptown during that time to talk about, you know, fundraising potential and, you know, helping them out and then being able to find their current location was incredible. So they, yeah, they just celebrated their ribbon cutting on Halloween. Um, that's Kenosha Beauty Supply and Bellissima's Boutique. Now, those are some prime locations, which some some pretty heavy rent. Are they getting any help with uh, the rent on that from DKI or from any other grants, or is this all? No. So unfortunately, because this was a separate incident from the riots, mm-hmm. they don't qualify for any um, financial assistance. Okay. So um, no, they've been doing it kind of on their own, and they had some GoFundMe's, of course, but mm-hmm. and um, that insurance money, I'm sure they got. I think they're still working through that, to Ooh. be honest. So, but they're you know they're they were really dedicated and wanted to get back up as fast as possible. So. You know, they're just pushing forward and hopefully we wish them tons of success. All right. So let's talk about this Main Street Makeover program. What's this all about? The facade program? We're we're changing topics here. Okay. So uh, the facade program is something that we have been doing now. Oh, gosh. I think about four years. Mm -hmm. Um, We did have to put it on pause because of um, COVID right now. Oh, okay. uh, Just because capital improvement projects. I didn't do my research. No, it's okay. (laughs) We plan on um, putting it back together. Oh, okay. It's not going to go away. It's just a short term. Just on hold. Yes. Um, A lot of capital improvement projects have been just kind of stalled with uh, financing and banks. So we've stalled and pivoted. But, yeah, it's a reimbursable grant for up to 50% with a maximum contribution of $10,000. Wow. Um, so and we've, been, we've done some big projects. We actually uh, had the facade um, award to the Bardens building for oh. some of their signage and window and um, tuck pointing for brickwork. Um, the Apis um, Hotel and Restaurant was a recipient of the grant. So, and Equinox a couple of years ago, correct? Yes, yep. Equinox was, and um, she's been a recipient of a couple different awards oh. between um, uh, us ourselves as DKI and then even uh, Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation. Uh, Summer's Garden as well. Yes, their their new front looks great. It's stunning. Yeah, and they and they just keep planning on more improvement projects. So it's it's a really good incentive. It doesn't necessarily pay for the entire cost, obviously, but it's a good incentive to reinvest back into the buildings. So. So listen to this one. Downtown wants, and I personally believe that there should be a grocery store down there. You kind of hinted at it. Any detail, any more details you can give us? I'm dying for a grocery store down there. I can give you nothing yet. Okay. I'm sorry. When you say nothing, you mean something? I can't give you information yet. Trader Joe's? No. Yeah, that was an old rumor back in right. years ago. So, and there have been studies for sure. Uh, a lot of it's about population density. Right. I can say that we're, you know, moving in that momentum to have something like that no matter what. But we might find something more niche, cool okay. in the future. Better hurry up with that before uh, Lou Perini's expands all the way to the street with a grocery store. Wouldn't that be great, though? Kinda... We can have two grocery stores. Or... Right. There's two markets. There can, there can be two grocery stores. Exactly. Especially with all the high-rise condos coming. Yep. All right, Alex, what is your biggest accomplishment since becoming the director? Oh, I'll be coming your friend. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, think we, I think we were just we – we're soulmates in a way. I knew you before I knew you. Oh, I like that. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> I I don't want to give myself one like greatest accomplishment. Okay. I'm I mean I'm proud of I'll the give, work. I've I'll done. give one to you. Okay. Just the way you handled the civil unrest, being down there on the street with everybody helping out. I mean, what an accomplishment! 
what I feel the most successful about is my relationship with the businesses. Mm. You know, it's been, um, a labor of love and I, I feel really attached to everyone that I represent. Their success is my success. And they're, you know, when mm. they're sad, I'm sad. You so, go. you know, they're like my family. All right. So what are some upcoming goals for DKI and you in the year 2021? We're skipping over the rest of 2020. What are your goals for 2021? You know, just solving COVID or something. No. <laughs> You're working on the vaccine in the in yeah. the, in the in Yeah, I'm a scientist <laughs> and I'm, I'm my office. Wouldn't surprise me. You're very talented. Oh, thank you. You know, I think just keeping up the momentum that we started with mm-hmm. in the beginning of 2020, you know, talking about those new business developments and, you know, getting in some really action packed events that, you know, impact our downtown and showcase that we're an amazing city. All right. So you're the fifth downtown director in six years. So if you've had the job for about two years now, what is the secret of keeping your job? I can say that every director before me mm-hmm. had their purpose in what makes me successful. So could I say that I would have been the, the best as the first director? I don't know. I don't I don't believe so. So they've laid, they've laid the groundwork down for yeah. you. Yeah. And I think that, you know, this is the nature of nonprofits anyway. This kind of nonprofits even more of a burnout rate in general. I think that for me, it's more of just, I come from small business and I'm really passionate mm-hmm. about small business and I understand the struggles and the criticism and I turn it into opportunities, my ultimate goal. Well, very nice. I, I was hoping you were going to do some digs on some of those previous directors, but uh, we'll save that I've for I've worked later, in politics, right? don't you know? Yeah, I, I could tell. <laughs> All right, with that, uh, Jason, I think it's time to take our first break. I think so, too. Right, let's All do right. that. This episode is brought to you by Lulu Birds, a home furnishing and gift shop located in downtown Kenosha at 720 58th Street. From carefully selected vintage items to refurbished furniture to locally produced crafts, Lulubirds has you covered on specialty gifts for yourself and your loved ones. They blend the old with the new to bring out your distinctive personality. With the holidays fast approaching, be sure to make Lulubirds an essential visit on your shopping trip. They recently expanded and now have even more unique items. Stop in Wednesdays through Sundays to find that unique item you need in your life. Be sure to like them on Facebook and keep an eye on what's new. That's Lulubirds, 720 58th Street in beautiful downtown Kenosha. And we're back with more with Alex Bonatti, the Downtown Kenosha Inc. Executive Director. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> it's such an, an honor and a privilege to have you on the podcast. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. Well, you're such a big celebrity. We had to try to get you on. It was you or the mayor and you won. You are <laughs> such a kiss butt. <laughs> so it really you, is. Man, so are you ready for the quick connects questions? Sure. All right. Let's go here. What's your favorite park in Kenosha? Simmons Island because it's a beach. Ooh, Ooh and me you, too. And you have those great beach parties down there. Beer Norm- gardens. Normally, beer garden parties normally. Yeah. And we'll be back next year in 2021, hopefully, correct? That's the goal. It's a great fundraiser for you guys as well, right? It is. I got so drunk there last year. It's funny. You kept giving me the drink chips. Here you go. Here oh, you that's go. what I was doing. Right. Yeah. But I was tipping very well because I support nonprofits. Thank you. I was trying for you to do the drag bingo, but that didn't work no, out. No, no, but maybe maybe next year. <laughs> All right. Um, you going on a day trip? You going to Milwaukee or Chicago? Chicago for inspiration for Kenosha. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> Favorite pizza place in Kenosha? Well, if I'm going with my district, Villa de Carlo. Mm-hmm. 
So ranch with your pizza? No, I'm Italian. Okay. <laughs> Favorite place to see a local band? I love Kenosha Fusion and 58 Below. Oh, okay. Favorite event in Kenosha when we have events besides your own? Besides my own? Ooh, I like PB&J because, mm-hmm. come on, jam into... Yeah. Lunch- I like the lunchtime concerts. Those are the funnest. Those are the ones that I work at. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so which Disney character would you be? Moana. She's a badass. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Favorite vacation spot? Italy. Ooh, how many times have you been to Italy? A lot. Oh, take me with you next time, right? <laughs> right? Because I've yeah. never been there. You get fed so well by my family. Oh, perfect. I like that. The tortellini. The, the homemade... That's not a thing. No? Ravioli? Sure. Okay, perfect. Uh, meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite movie of all time? Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh, really? Yeah. Favorite TV show of all time? Ooh. Um, Stranger Things is is it these Oh, days. really? Okay. Yeah. Favorite junk food? Mm, hot wings. Ooh. Are you ranch or blue cheese with you? I am a ranch girl. Oh, really? See, I... For everything but pizza. Oh, there we go. <laughs> See, I like chunky blue cheese. Oh. Yeah. Chunky blue cheese is where it's at. Okay. You would. I know. <laughs> what can I say? Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Rolling Stones. Ooh, very good. Favorite actor who played Batman? Uh, that guy. The Michael Keaton? No, the... Christian Bale. Yes, oh, Christian okay, Bale. There okay. we go. All right, soda or pop? Pop. Oh, <laughs> dang it. I'm disappointed in you in that. <laughs> Get over it. But, but you can never really truly disappoint me, Alex. Aww. All right, last question. <laughs> Big Star or The Spot? They are both amazing in different ways. Don't give me that. Ooh, come on. What are you feeling today? Stop being a politician and make a choice. <laughs> I, I would say big yeah, star. Are you going to run for mayor with these answers? <laughs> I would say big star. Okay. All right. All right. I hear you on that. You ever try those banana milkshakes there? No, but I love that. Fantastic. All right. That's that's my next go-to one. Well, I that can. was the uh, K-Town Connects quick questions you just answered. Did pretty good on those. Thank we you. really got to know you very well. What do we got up next? It's time for trivia. It's time to beat up on Donnie. Here we go. The trivia is brought to you by Coming Up Roses, cleaning and organizing. Give them a call at 262-748-6978. Or email them at comingupposescleaningkino at gmail.com. And now it's time for the trivia. Where as long as our it's not office trivia. You ready? You takes ready? on Donnie. Ooh, this is going to be fun. All right. Now, Alex, you have a little bit of history in marketing, right? According to Donnie's notes, you did. A little. Okay. So this we're doing brands. We're going to give you the name of a popular brand, and you have to give me the the brand it is, the business it is. So usually I give you like multiple choice, like four answers, and you guys have been sucking at trivia. (laughs) So now I'm giving you just two choices. So it's going to be like one or the other. (laughs) Okay. All right. 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 This will be pretty easy. Alex, we're going to start with you. So this is Leave the Driving to Us. Is that Greyhound or Honda? Greyhound? You're right. Ooh. It is Greyhound. Donnie? I'm ready. The taste of a new generation. Is that Pepsi? Pepsi. Or Coke? I'm sorry, what was it? Pepsi? You're right. Yes. Ooh. And you get 10 bonus points for answering it before. No, you oh, don't. no, you <laughs> don't. It doesn't work that way. 1-1. One, one. Alex, the best a man can get. Is it Gillette or the Sony PlayStation? Well, I was going to say me. <laughs> hey, uh, Gillette. You were right. Two to one. Wow. Donnie, life's messy. Clean it up. Bissell or Dyson? Dyson. 
I'm sorry, it's incorrect. Oh. It is Bissell. Did you know that one? I did. Oh. Not because I clean. Oh. Alex, you're doing good. There's two out of two right now. Number three. Bet you can't eat just one. Is it Lay's potato chips or 1-800-Flowers? <laughs> Lay's potato chips? You're right. Good job. Donnie. I'm ready. Believe in your smell. Old Spice or Calvin Klein? Calvin Klein. Nope, I'm sorry. Oh, it is Old fuck. Spice. Is it an old old Spice really? slogan? Yes. When when was this their slogan? Is it their current slogan? I don't know. Hmm. Don't like the CEO of Old Spice. No, oh, I hate Old Are Spice. Are you purposely sucking right now? <laughs> no, you knew that one. <laughs> Alex, you're doing great. Number four. When you care enough to send the very best, is it Hallmark or the Dollar Tree? <laughs> Hallmark. You're right. Good job. Four to right. one. Oh, boy. Come on, Donnie. All right. A passion for the road. Hmm. Toyota or Mazda? Mazda. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Ooh, I would have lost right. that one. Four to two. Oh, it looks like I'm... Alex, where's the beef? <laughs> Wendy's or Planet Fitness? Right here. <laughs> I'm going to go with Wendy's. Not Planet If Fitness? it wasn't Donnie. Okay, you're right. It is Wendy's. <laughs> Good job. And Donnie, your last one. Okay, let's see if I can make this a little respectable. Get your own box. Sugar Pops or Cheez-It? Cheez-It? Yes. Oh, hey. Very that good. Was a guess. Oh. I didn't really know that so one. So Alex wins, scored a 5-3. to three. Congratulations, Alex. Well, that does it for our trivia, which is sponsored by Coming Up Roses. Congratulations, Alex. You win a bottle of Lou Perini's water. That we're out of. Oh. But you win it. Anthony, you need to get us some more Luperini's water. Anthony, hook me up, please. Yeah, you need that water. I mean, you... you... Or Diet Coke. You could give me a Diet Coke, oh, and that would go. be good. Well, they're not a sponsor of the show. Meh. Yet. Hmm. We're working on it. Right. The taste of a new generation. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, Alex, thank you so much for coming on the K-Town Connects podcast. We really appreciate it. Appreciate all the work that you do in downtown Kenosha. Keep up the great work, and I can't wait to see what you bring to downtown Kenosha in the year 2021. Thank you. We also need to mention our website, ktownconnects.com. Drop us a line on our email at ktownconnects at yahoo.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, like us, uh, subscribe, leave us a review on your Yeah, we need those players. reviews. Yeah, we should... Talk about some reviews sometime. Yeah, we should. And you know what? Also, let's uh, let's bring this up. For the ninth week in a row, that Dropping Daisies theme song is number one on the K-Town Connects charts. That's amazing. I know. I, I think it's going to go the rest of the year at number one. So a uh, special thank you to Luigi's Pizza Kitchen, Bluehorn Digital, The Lettering Machine, Bird of Paradox Studio, and Lulu Birds. We couldn't do it without all of you local businesses. Thank you very much. Well, we could. We'd just be paying for it for ourselves. Right. So, Donnie, what are we doing here? I'm trying to figure out what we're doing here. It's always something different, but I think we're connecting Kenosha. I'm from Kenosha. I say Kenosha, that great big busy town. Right in the middle of the USA, between the New York Harbor and the San Francisco Bay. I'm from Kenosha.
I did have one more on here that I took off. So I thought it was a little. Uh, Let's hear it. Huh? We got to do it. Let's uh, do it. Just do it. Is it Nike or Smith and Wesson? Nike. <laughs> Nike. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just do it. Smith and Wesson's a gun. Oh. oh. You guys are slow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh. Ah. The whole audience was cringing long before you guys even yeah, had a clue. Well, 